This episode is brought to you by the one, the only, eebotanicals.com. That's right. You already know they've been with us for the, like the longest fucking time. And uh, we love them. We, we cherish them. And that's why we give them to you. eebotanicals.com. Go ahead and take your pick. There's so many options to choose from. Promo code TRIBE10. Let's get this party started. everybody nice little turn up music right to get you in this i'm trying to say trippy and psychedelic at the same time so all i got was <laughs> what's up everybody welcome back to the suicide tribe podcast and of course you know it's your uh it's your host salvia the mint always here for you uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since we dropped another uh, uh another album, another fucking uh track here, and I I've just I don't know about you guys. It's just been hella busy, hella busy living life, uh, and hopefully you all have been doing the same as well. Uh, we we've just got a lot of a ton more people coming in, and I've been just bombarded with the questions. When's the next episode coming up? And um. You know, I was like, good question. Let's go ahead and get it started like ASAP. Ooh, I already cracked a beer, so, you know, oof, pre-gaming. But anyways, how are you guys, uh, how is everybody doing? We've got a lot of shit to cover, and um, we're going to make sure that we get it. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. Hopefully not everybody is getting obliterated by allergies um, thanks to antibiotics and all this other shit that my body just doesn't want to fucking catch up and do. Uh, I'm back to normal, right? My, my eyes are cleared up. My nose is cleared up. Like everything is good. Uh, here in Texas, we are notorious for allergies. And I never had allergies until I was 30 years old. But we're not here to talk about fucking allergies today. Let's get right into it. Um, I had a rather disturb, I would say semi-disturbing email that would says that, you know, we're called the psilocybe tribe, but we're not ever talking to, like, we don't talk about psychedelics. And um, I was like, you know what? It, we, it, it has been a while. You know, I don't want to bore everybody with 
trip reports, but that's what we've got today. Um, I've got a submitted user uh, trip report. I, I've even uh, put out on a social media post, like, I put out there a question about how psychedelics have helped you or affected you, and whether it's good or bad. And I've got way too many, way too many responses to get on this, to, to put on this show. But, but we're going to get into a few because a lot of people that listen to this show, you know, they, it's funny and stuff. Think about shrooms and acid and all this stuff. But what are the effects? What are the psychological effects? That's one thing that a lot of people are very um, hesitant to mess with because I'll give you this. You can smoke all your weed all day long but now that they're starting to uh legalize and uh and openly accept you know psychedelics like mushrooms they uh i just if i could tell anybody in the first time it is nothing to fucking play with it's best to just be home a lot of people say um you need a trip sitter you need this sure somebody that you can trust but i have always had a great time all by myself um, my, my wife and I, we've, uh, dabbled a little bit before she, um, she's one of those pair. She's a one and done, you know, she sat there and hit a little bit of a semi macro dose. And, uh, I believe she met her God and, you know, that was that, but me personally, I like to have conversations here to hear <laughs> from time to time. But anyways, um, so yeah, it's been a been a wild one let's get right into these psychedelics since we never talk about them (laughs) i'm being petty um yeah let's get into what these responses say all right so um so the question was what ways have psychedelics affected your mental health and uh this response comes from ashley uh rather not put your last name out there only because you never know who's listening You never know who's watching. You never know who's trying to ruin your life. So Ashley says that it really helped my anxiety. Everything is technically just a mental issue, even pain. Uh, I understand that pain is real, but the receptors are in your brain. And if you can control your brain and your thoughts, you will be unstoppable. I mean, I'm already impressed by this response. (laughs) Excuse me. I went deeper into my beliefs because of psychedelics. Maybe fear-based, maybe faith-based, but that I can't tell for sure yet. But overall, I'm thankful for what psychedelics has done to my thought process and abilities to perceive situations differently. Uh, I have been humbled. Could use some more humbling, but it helped a lot. So, I mean, that is great. Another uh, right next to it was... Uh, a gentleman named Logan and Logan says I developed uh, telepathy and spirit communication I got really disillusioned at reality to the point of depression until I embraced my potential for change by positive affirmation action sweet I I'm totally right there with you with the affirmations he also uh, said or added on that he went from, you know, suicidal anti-Christian to this weird thing that I am now. And I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm totally right there. I am all about that statement, dude. And the fact that you went from suicidal to something else, 
That's, I mean, I don't know about you guys listening in on this, but that's fucking progress. Um, let's find another good one. Let's see. Um, Justin Daniels, he's, uh, he says that it made me realize that people were the main reason for depression and nobody is above me. We are all equal. I, I understand. I admit that. Yeah. The last part of that is absolutely true. Um, you know, to be honest, this is my response to you, Justin is, um, you know, it's not really people that are the source for or cause for depression. I believe it's just uh, allowing them to have power. Like, if if you're having a good day and someone saw like, oh, pff, you wore that outfit today. Like, what a fucking goofball. Like, do you really, you think you're that good looking or you think you're all that? And uh, you just say, hey, you know, you're, you're I'm, I'm happy right now. You're trying to affect my happiness, but I'm not going to let you. And so what you have done in that point is you took that negativity and mirrored that. It bounces right off of you and back to them. And they're not going to show it because of their ego and pride. But it's going it, to, it literally will sit in, in like a seed and grow within their brain until they pull the weed out. But yeah. Let's not get off topic here. Let's keep it going. What else is there? I mean, these these responses are so many. There's um like 80 responses, but we won't get into it. I just wanted to kind of highlight some more of these. So proceed. So here's another one with like PTSD and trauma. Um, this is uh, Cheyenne. She says that at a pretty young age, about 17, she went through uh, abuse and rape horrible um i also have childhood trauma as well i was raped as a little girl oh my god taking lucy lsd for the first time helped me heal and understand not why i went through it but how to better myself and how to better take care of myself yeah you know that's a that's an interesting perspective because if you sit there and dwell on what's happened already that's all in the past, you know, it, it's in the past and it, you can't stay there because tomorrow is the, is the future. Today is the present. Tomorrow is the future. Yesterday was the past and nobody wants to live in the past, you know, because tomorrow's a brighter day. And if it's not brighter days are coming. So, I mean, I, I totally, you know, feel that. See, these are great things. I I'm looking for something negative that happened. So, <laughs> I mean, not bad. I just want, you know, I can't sit there and tell you that all psychedelics are nothing but good. So, I mean, as I'm looking through all these responses, um, who knows? Let's see. So, let's touch on another one. It says, honestly, psychedelics saved my life. Um, I was very bad when I was younger. I went through a lot. And then I was surrounded by bad people in my early 20s who isn't. Um, I have a lot of mental illness problems and with therapy and shrooms and acid, I really overcame a lot of stuff. I'm still nowhere near where I want to be, but I've done so, uh, I've gotten so much progress. Uh, you know, I hope that you don't mind the TMI, but I even attempted suicide and ended in a psych. But now at this point in life, I can confidently say that I will never go through that again. And that's great, you know. I just I, I feel um, a lot of people they they compare the the mushroom to the religious, you know, Jesus on the cross, uh, 
and all of this and that. Um, if I were to do the Christian, the Christian and Catholic way of or whatever, of just you know closing my eyes and praying, I get no response. But when I tried uh, my myself, like uh, psychedelic mushrooms, it's almost like uh, I'm getting responses back from what I perceive to be God or just everything. And you know, one, one weird perspective that happened or that I came to to realize was whenever I, um, whenever I, I was coming out of a trip, I thought to myself, God, what I perceive to be God can take multiple forms, any form at all, but it, we cannot recreate God. So what is that? Water. There's no water in so-called hell. I don't really believe in hell, but you know what I mean? It just kind of, I take, I take these perspectives and I thought to myself, water, it cannot be synthesized. I don't believe it can be recreated. I mean, we know what it's made of, you know, H2 and O, uh, hydrogen to the second and whatever, you know, oxygen. But we know the chemical makeup, we just... We cannot piece things together and make water. It's just not natural water. And um, if you put water in any type of container, it will take that form. It was just really weird, you know. And in order to survive, we're all just connected by water. Even the continents, you know, the oceans. Man, that's one thing that really gets me. Like, ah, I would be so scared being out at lost at sea because of what monsters are in the fucking ocean that could just easily tear me apart. Um, but you know, uh, in tar- it, going back to psychedelics, I feel like, um, like it's definitely made me a better person. I've mentioned that on this show before. And of course it's not something I do every day. It's not like a fucking cigarette or anything that, you, you know, you just do recreationally, even marijuana. I don't even, I don't, I have lost the, the, you know, I guess desire to really like use marijuana. I, I just rather, I rather be free. I don't like my judgment and mind clouded, especially going fishing. I love to go fishing. Me and my buddies, we have, um, we've all been fishing lately. And, uh, you know, I just recently, uh, just a few minutes before starting this episode, my buddy caught his first fish and his girl, uh, they both caught a fish. And I was like, wow, like that's, you know what I mean? It's hype. Like, don't get me wrong. Dog. There's nothing better. If you guys have never been fishing, get out there and try it out. When you go fish and, you know, you're just like, you get bored and you're just throwing it out there just to see, just to see. And all of a sudden you get this vibrational pull on your line. It's ex- it's exhilarating, you know. It's just like oh shit! I start feeling like like when I catch a fish, uh, inside of myself, I'm like I feel like Tom Hanks in Castaway, where he's just all like, "Yes, I have created just I have created fire," but it's more just like I just caught a fish. Like I somebody's gonna eat tonight. Now the fact that I can only get one fish. You know, that that was the biggest bummer because if I go out to fish in a zombie apocalypse and my goal is to feed my family, I'm fucked. 
<laughs> uh, be like, well, you know what? Wife and kids, y'all get to share fish meat, but um, I guess I'm starving. I'll eat some grass. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I can't find it right now, but I know um, one was a soldier. I don't know if he was Army or Marine. It really doesn't fucking matter. Um, he was, his orders, you know, of course, when you're in the military service, you have to follow your orders. And his orders were to basically level a house that there was one bad guy in, but an entire family in as well. And so they didn't want to bomb it, so they sent people in. And, you know, when he came in, he he didn't mean to, he didn't mean to kill him, but he had no choice because there was no telling who the culprit was. And when the smoke finally cleared, he realized that, like, him and his boys, like, they literally just came in and iced everyone. So, I mean, there was a children, you know, children dead, women, a man, men dead. There was no telling who was who, you know. And uh, it fucked with his mental because he's, you know, he thinks that he, I remember him writing to me saying that he doesn't know if this will ever leave his mind. He, he thinks about it all the time. What if that was my family that I have here in home? What if, you know, just what ifs, so many what ifs, and he just couldn't shake it. And uh, he ended up developing PTSD and he got... Um, marijuana prescribed, you know, medical license, all that shit. But he decided to try psychedelic mushrooms because even though with the marijuana treatment, he just simply wasn't getting the relief that, that he was looking for. And um, he claims, I remember him saying that he, he claims that the, the mushrooms have helped him lay it to rest and move forward. That what you, what's done is done. It's just like I was saying, you can't live in the past. You can only move forward. And it was uh, sometimes a lot of people just need that realization within themselves. It's not enough to just sit, tell somebody. You got to actually feel it within yourself and like, okay, you know, I have to turn the page in this book or else I'll be stuck on this chapter because the next chapter could be fucking sunshine and rainbows or it could be worse. Who knows? But we'll never know until we turn that page and get to that chapter. So anyways, I thought that was really fucking interesting. So um, I asked, uh, I honestly got a, a trip report that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Because I always tell you, you know, be careful when it comes to using psychedelics. It's not a fucking joke. It's not a game. It's not a ha 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 look at me type shit. You know. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Yo, this was another one before I get, get that in. Uh, oh, another dude named Anthony. He, uh, his statement towards that, that question about psychedelics says that mushrooms quite often let me cry out anything that was buried too deeply within myself. And I end up, uh, I come out of the trip healthy. And uh, another one says I hit the reset button last night. It was very much needed. Been a rough couple of weeks. And now I have a whole different outlook. I mean, these are great. These are great fucking responses. I didn't see anything negatively, but... Oh, Shinobi says, uh, made me realize that I ain't shit. It humbled me in a good way by showing me that I'm not... 
the man I should be because I'm holding on to past trauma. There we go again. And that I have nothing to be depressed about because even though I'm not where I want to be in life, I'm exactly where I need to be. I mean, dude, yes, you're on the path. That's where you need to be is right there on your road to your goals. So, uh, again, man, I can't get all to the, you know, I can't get to them all, but I just thank you every person that may be listening here. Uh, thank you for your great responses. I relate to a lot of you, as you can tell, and with my own experiences, but I mean, this, this is the, this is the power of psychedelics, y'all. You know, it's not the, it's going to make you jump off. Dude, the last thing I'm going to do is go into a tall building, climb all these stairs to the top. And then jump off and say, oh, I can fly. I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I would say if I took too much, I'm just going to go lay down on my bed, close my eyes and uh, ride it out. You know, it's kind of like being drunk. Whenever you're too drunk and you're just like, all right, guys, I got to go lay down and just shake this shit off. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's a. Uh, <laughs> you guys ready for uh, this trip report? Because I always tell you guys, never take too much. Don't ever sit there and think, oh, I'm showing out. I I mean, I've already told you guys on multiple episodes how I've, I've taken too much and this was my experience, you know, but let's get into this one because it was well documented. I like it whenever you guys send me these reports where um, you you document the entire experience. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Thank you, Salvia. Yada, yada, yada. All right. So, yes, you made it onto the show. Um, this is the effects of taking seven grams. It says, um, hi, Salvia. I've used shrooms about 10 times to help me deal and heal with depre or depression and create new ways of thinking. I started at two grams, then three, then four, then five. And a couple of weeks ago, I tried seven grams. God damn. No. <laughs> hey, there's people that do like a whole half ounce. Uh, so each and every trip has um, thought me something or taught me something about myself and life. So I was eager to learn what Dr. Mushroom had planned for me this time. Oh, shit. Buckle up, buddy. Um, so there's a side note says, I usually take notes during my trip to have something to get back to for integration when I'm sober again. I thought it would be cool to read other people's notes from their trips. So here's mine. 6 p.m. So 6 p.m. He takes four grams of coffee grind dry Ecuadorian Cubensis. Nice choice. And uh, oh, and he eats it in yogurt. The dude fasted for 18 hours alone in his apartment. So about 6.30, 30 minutes later, he eats three more grams. Jesus Christ. About 6.40, he started to feel something. Doesn't feel good. 6.50, 10 minutes later, he's starting to feel a bit sick, cold, and fetching a warm shirt. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole deal about your stomach trying to... Um, trying to digest the mushroom tissue. I think it's like um, like chitin. I don't know if, if that's how you're supposed to pronounce it, but who cares? We're drinking beers. Um, so this chitin or whatever, it could create, uh, cause nausea and upset stomach because, just simply because you're trying to digest and break down this the, 
the flesh and whatnot. But uh, a lot of people like to use lemon tech, so it helps to kind of dissolve and break it down itself, as well as alkali or pull out the um, the I guess what do you call it? The chemical, the alkaloids, whatever. So, anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's feeling a bit sick and cold, fetching a warm shirt. Um, so about seven o'clock. That's just 10 more minutes. His nostrils are swollen, stomach hurts, my teeth hurts. Okay. And then 15 minutes after that, 7.15, he's listening to Magic Mantra. Um, what was that? Oh, Magic Mantra. It's reverse negative to positive. Um, laying in the sofa with eye patches, totally dark, still feeling sick. So... That is crazy. So then, a few more minutes, 7.20, feels like he's being drunk and sick and at COVID at the same time. You want to die. Your body's twitching. 7.30 comes around, and he's sick. Perhaps Dr. Mushroom shows me how it feels to be really, really sick so that I will take better care of myself. I don't know. I've decided to quit alcohol. Good choice. Now, that look at that. That was literally... Just a few hours, two, a couple of a few hours, and he's already into it. And he says, "Hey, it's time to quit alcohol." You know, some people can be taken taken over by alcohol and the dependence on it. Anyways, fifteen minutes past that more that mark, seven forty-five. This is too much, too much. From here, I didn't care about the clock anymore. So below is some random notes. All right. <laughs> I totally understand that. Like, you you know what I mean? You're trying to literally document this shit, but it just becomes, you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go to, this is the experience, right? We're not tracking the time. Oh, man. So, he, uh, so the rest of what I'm about to uh, speak on are just notes that he took from that point forward, which is really strong. Like, some people like to, like myself, I like to just lay down and just give in, just let it do what it's meant to do. Cheers. It's fucking awesome. So this guy writes, Why? I need to stay calm. My stomach hurts like hell. This is too much. Do not answer the phone. <laughs> I guess the phone was ringing. I need to stay calm. Fuck, this is intense. You got to have respect for the mushroom. That right there is a golden statement. Remember, I told you guys, they are not something to fuck with. So, that right there, you have to have respect. Same thing with DMT. You have to respect the molecule because you'll be right here where this guy is. So, all right, let's keep it going. He says, I have no idea of reality. Is this real life? Will I get stuck here? What are the concepts of time? How long have I been here? Do I have a fever? What is the truth? Why? Is this the second dimension? Uh, I guess a little overthinking. It can happen. You know, that's one thing I love about mushrooms is that it, it forces you to think. Like uh, the way I've described it is it takes your eyeballs and rolls them all the way back to see inside of yourself. That was pretty cool. But anyways, um, <laughs> it says, how can I get this fucked up? Hold on, 
it'll pass. Do not do any weird stuff so the neighbors call the police. And that is true. Uh, let me step in again. If you're if you feel like you have taken too much, the best thing to do is just make it to a bed or a couch or somewhere that you'll be left alone and just write it out. You know, just leave it alone. Don't worry about it. It's not going to last forever. You know, it's just like a marijuana buzz or an alcohol buzz. It will fade and uh, you're not stuck there. The good thing about mushrooms is that they wear off faster than LSD because LSD will take a good chunk of your day or night. Ugh. Talked about allergies and now they're coming back. All right. So then he says, I understand now. I understand how it feels like to go mental. Am I delusional? Will I stay like this forever? Do I have AIDS? <laughs> yes, I have AIDS. Fuck. He says, I don't have AIDS, by the way. What time is it? What is time? I have to eat. Ha ha ha, this is fun. No, fuck, I have AIDS. And this is not fun. I need to eat. He says, I managed to somehow to microwave a pie. Oh my gosh. How do I eat? The pie is eating me from the inside now. I'm lost. <laughs> um, I actually don't understand how to swallow food. I had it in my mouth and just chewed. Um, I have no idea of reality. Is this real life? Will I get stuck here? Who knows? Um, then he says, what was the next part? Oh, he says, you can do this. In a few hours, this will pass. Be strong. And the rest is a blur. So then the next timestamp that he put was 10.40 p.m. So that was like a few hours after that last mark. You know, that's when it probably peaked for him. And he really had that, like, intense buzz come on and a good trip. So he said at 10.40 p.m., he made it. I'm back. I'm totally exhausted. How the fuck do you get happy? So what did I learn? I learned that seven grams is too much for me, and I will not do it again. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I've been there, too. I think my that was back when I was in PA. Uh, we went out to the club and then after the club, I was like, I was, I had a good drunk, like, I mean, a good alcohol buzz going and I took the mushrooms with me, but on our way out, I, uh, I was buzzing so hard. I guess I wasn't calculating how much I ate and I got like two or three, like big three finger pinches of mushrooms and just ate them. And uh, I shared some on the way home with other people. But when we got back, you know, we uh, we started having another beer, smoke, a cigarette or something. And that's when it hit me and I tried to throw up, but I just couldn't puke. So I was just like, hey, guys, I'm going to call it a night. Like, this is crazy. And so, you know, my other buddy, uh, T, was this. he was like, hey, you want me to walk you to your room? And I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm literally right, like, straight down this hallway. I'll just walk in this door, and I'm good, man. Uh, I'll text you as soon as I get in my room. He's like, bet. See you, man. Take it easy. Be be safe. So then I walked back in my room, and then I was just saw like, this is intense. By the way, I forgot to let him know that I made it back. But I just laid down on my bed and just rode that shit out. And um, 
I like whenever I trip like that. I love to listen to these. Uh, it's a live version on YouTube. It's a um, reflection tool. The Lateralis album. They have three songs at the end of that album. One of them is called um, Disposition, followed by Reflection, and or maybe I got that wrong. But there's just in Triad, and those three songs blend after like together. So it's basically three songs that sound like one, and that's my uh, my little ritual music that I like whenever I I go into the spiritual realm. And anyways, uh, but yeah, that that was my experience of taking too much. So there you go, guys. There's psychedelics for you. Uh, sorry to the uh, to the others listening in that I just didn't get into it. I just didn't want to sit there and speak on this for an hour because we got some funny shit to talk about, right? All right, enough seriousness. Cut it out. <laughs> All right, so. One question that I was asked, if uh, sorry if you hear the the train in the background, I thought it looks like there's three of them going back to back, so it's whatever. I slammed a whole beer from that point, and uh, I'm giving up. I'm just going to talk through it. So uh, another email, it's really an intriguing email. I never thought about this perspective, but, and and mind you, Pillsbury biscuit rolls, like the ones that come in that little cardboard thing you have to bust open. I'll never see them the same again because of this question. It says, hey, Salvia, have you ever used a Pillsbury biscuit dough as a fleshlight? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck no, I, I never did. Like, no, I haven't tried that. You know, I thought food was for eating. <laughs> what is this American pie? <laughs> no, nah, bro. Is that why he always goes, <laughs> Holy shit. It sounds like the train crashed or some shit outside. Um, hey, Salvia. Well, hey. What is your favorite sex position? Hey, man, that's personal. Right? Well, let's uh, let's share it with you. Favorite sex position? What? You know what? I, I would have to say that it's like missionary, but not as vanilla. You know, uh, now hear me out. Hear me out. So if you're like in the missionary position, but she turns like sideways, like you're hitting hamburger buns, um, that leave you know, I like that because it leaves you open for like, you know, it leaves your hands free for other shit and uh, stuff like that. You know, extra play. <laughs> uh, it, it feels like a power move, you know, because you're like, right. Oh, I don't know. It's different. If you haven't tried it, try it. Uh, what about like against the wall in the shower? Anybody have shower sex? I I know you've had to have shower sex. That's the like the that's where you can get real dirty because then you just stand there and then rinses right off. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Good old shower sex. Man, you know what? The raunchiest sex I've ever had was like in the summer heat in Texas in in the car with the windows up. I mean, I was dripping. And uh, I ended up taking these uh, Stamina RX gas station pills. 
And it just turned my eyes like hella red and I felt like I was on speed. Not cool. <laughs> I'll never do that again. I should have chose the rhino. No, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, like, man, look, listen, guys. If you ever choke her and she starts choking you back, <laughs> I'm thinking that that's you're 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 banging a serial killer chick. Man, somebody <laughs> somebody told me I should get into um the history of memes. Now I'm not trying to be scientific or anything. But the history of memes. Some people claim that it was been made to like distracting the masses. And uh my goodness, does it ever. Do you guys remember the fucking sad Brian or unlucky Brian, whatever it is? This guy looks like Ronald Weasley from Harry Potter. Just <laughs> And dude, that guy would go like on live Instagram, live TikTok, whatever. Like he was riding out that popularity as long as possible. Well, look at you now, motherfucker. You need another. Might as well post your baby pictures, bitch. Um, Another good one. Another good topic we have here is um, how in what ways have uh, social media affected people's mentality? And I had a few notes on that. Uh, you know, like I, I would say a lot of people rely on social media. Like you, you take anybody with the phone, they almost guaranteed to have the Facebook app. Now, there are people that I run across and they happen to just say, hey, I don't have Facebook, or, oh, I don't use that no more. And it's because they figured out the same thing I'm about to show you, a different perspective. Um, they use it a lot for, like, self-validation, you know, through, like, likes on their pictures, comments. They like to feel like they're somebody. Because without that Facebook, people are stuck alone. Nobody knows what they're doing. So nobody can kiss their ass or nobody can say, oh, that's awesome. You know, it's like, it's like, um, like whenever you give a homeless person some money and a, and a bite to eat, you know, they, they film it. They're just like, look at me. I'm giving this guy some shit. And it's humiliating as fuck to the homeless person. But of course, you know, it's like meal or no meal. What are you going to do? You're going to take the meal or the money. And, uh, you know, people have to show themselves, like, look at me. So that way they get the likes, the comments, the shares, whatever. And they start feeling like someone important. Uh, I used to I used to use it just simply for keeping up with friends from school. I mean, we've all graduated. We've had families and so on. So we all move apart and do our own thing. But uh, it, it just became like a toxic wasteland. I um I, I'm I'm being a hundred percent on that too. Like this people use that as a means to shit on you. You could be like out of nowhere. Let's say today is your day. You let's say you got a lottery scratcher from this from a twenty dollar scratcher from the gas station. You put five on the diesel, and then bam, you hit fifty dollar win. You today is your day. Right, you catch you another beer, you go get you a bite to eat, whatever the fuck you want, and you are just gonna tell everybody on Facebook, got me fifty bucks, eating a badass meal, 
God is good, or, you know, life is good, whatever. And uh, then there's always somebody be like, that's it, $50? Like, bitch, was that comment necessary? I bet you if they were right there in person, they wouldn't have said a fucking thing. <laughs> Anyways, oh, man. Speaking of not saying a fucking thing, let me go off track real quick. Like, just last night, my wife and I, we went to this place. It's a, it's a sports bar. It's called uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Of course, one of my favorite places because they serve chicken wings, and they have amazing range of flavors, um, especially if you get your food hot, which I did. And I'll tell you how I got my food hot. So my wife was sitting there. We had an appetizer, little chips and queso. We're talking about shit. And right behind us, uh, we see uh, this. It's a, let's say it's a black dude. It is. A black dude and a very young chick who I really hope was his daughter. I really hope that that was his daughter. And that's all I'm going to say. Because she looked like she was 12 years old. Um... So I ordered the 30-piece wings. My wife orders this black bean burger. I guess going vegetarian. You know, she's going for the healthier options, I guess, whatever. And the burger was pretty good. It was very tasty. You know, the bun and everything had some good flavor to it. Uh, she got her food first. But then as my food comes out, uh, that black dude that was sitting right behind my wife, you know, we're in like table for two, you know, against the wall. And he just, he happens to go like, hey, 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 man, no, that's right here, right here. That's my food. And so right as the the server sets it on our table, she picks it up off the table and turns around like, huh? So she takes it over to his table and leaves it there. And then it's like 15, 10 seconds later, he goes, oh, no, no, man, this, 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 uh, this is probably their table right there. And right there, first off, you don't take, let me let me just stop there. You don't take food off our fucking tables, nor do you take food off my plate. That is one thing you don't fucking do. You don't take food off my motherfucking plate. If, if, if anybody that goes to jail, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You let a man take, you let some motherfucker take food off your plate, you better be ready to fucking fight. You better lose that meal and beat their ass and let them know next time. You pick somebody else's food because you ain't going to take shit off my plate or else I'll let you eat the fucking tray. Anyways, so I was there and I'm trying to have a decent time with my wife. Lucky for us, I was not drunk. Had I been drunk, I would have acted a fucking ass. And my wife knows it too. She didn't want to say it, but she would have known for sure. Well, my wife's the one that got pissed. And mind you, she's sober. I had a couple of beers. And so he was just like, no, no, that's over there. You can take it over there to them. And so as she tries, as the server tries to pick up the uh, the plate of these 30-piece wings, my wife turns around and goes, we don't want it. He goes, no, you took it. You can have it. You can pay for it. And that pissed his fucking ego off. Now, I don't, this is, this dude did not have to like yell loud as fuck like he got the entire bar's attention when he started at saying you know talking like that and that shit was so uncalled for and unnecessary and uh <laughs> but that pissed my wife off that pissed her smooth off she was 
she was so pissed she wasn't having it. And so he was just all like, we didn't touch it. Oh, we ain't touch it. We didn't touch it. No, it's fine. You're good. We didn't touch it. She goes, no, you took it. You can keep it. And then she turned around and she stayed facing me. Now, mind you, that dude, like we're both against the wall with those little table for twos. And so he kept, you know, leaning over here, leaning against the wall, trying to make eye contact with me. This dude is in a fucking restaurant wearing shades. He's wearing sunglasses at night. Like, who the fuck are you trying to be? And so he was trying to tell that server, goes, no, no, I'll pay for these. Hey, I got them too. And it's like, no, dude, I don't need your money. You best believe I got, I got me. I got me at all. Like, uh, you ain't got to worry about that. I'm, we're at fucking a wing bar, okay? We're we're eating bar food, and and you're trying to trying to show out. Why don't you buy me a fucking uh, how do you go tomahawk steak, and then and, and see if you can show out with that? Nah, you would have broke your bank. Anyways, I'm not trying to be egotistical here, but I was being egotistical. I was like, nope, I'm not gonna make eye contact with this guy. I could see him in my peripherals, but I wasn't gonna give him the time of day. I'll tell you this, as a fucking man, if you're trying to get my attention that bad, get the fuck up off your ass, come walk over to my table and extend your hand and try to shake my hand and say, hey man, I'm sorry about that, I made a mistake, but no, the dude wants to sit there and what, try to talk to me from another table, get the fuck out of here, pussy, That that is some bitch made shit, anyways. So that that was uh, it, we we went we left the house to go have a good time, and you know what's funny? My wife, I could tell she did not want to go there. She, I knew it. I know, you know, guys, you know your wives, you know your girlfriends, you know them, you know they don't want to be there. But she was doing it for me because she wanted she wanted to go somewhere that I wanted, and I was so craving different like spicy wings, and. Uh, <laughs> But she did it for me, and I love her for it. You know, that's why she's my wife. And, um, but yeah, we tried to go have a good time, and this is what we got. You know, next time, I'm going to pick up on her vibes, and I'm just going to decide for us. If she's not feeling it, we're going to go somewhere else. I think that was my clue. That was the giveaway that I should have picked somewhere else to eat because... She got pissed at the end. I got mad whenever they left and he was to barking all this shit talking about, oh, I got them. I got these wings, too, and didn't bother to pay for a shit for a damn thing on our tab. I mean, not that I'm saying anything, but like, how are you trying to look like you a baller? How are you trying to look like you got this? And you, you know what I mean? Chihuahua, man, all barking, no bite. So um, I, I fucking hate men like that. I mean, this and this dude looked like he was older than me. That's a sad thing. It was when your elders are less of a man than you. I think that's what hurt his ego. It hurt his pride. And I know for sure my wife hurt his pride. She has no problem putting a dude in his spot. And uh, anyways, it was just, you know, so I thought I would share that with you guys because I'm pretty sure I can't be the only one that had something like that happen. Come on. 
Oh, man. By the way, those of you still tuned in on this, uh, this is going to be a long episode. So I know I normally try to cut it off about an hour, but it's been a long time and I think you guys deserve more. I've been focusing on me and my mental health, my family's mental health. There are things that we won't talk about that have um, risen over the last few weeks. And so you know, as, as detrimental as it can be to our mental health, you know, I, I personally, you know, want to, I want to be like a cat or a lion, hide my pain and just come out and just show that support for my kids and let them know that, you know, you got, you got me. Now I swore an oath when I married my wife that I, that she was, you know, I understood that she was a package deal. And she's got two wonderful, beautiful, smart, intelligent children, well-behaved, all that good shit. And uh, I would do my best to help them grow and become the best people that they can possibly be. And it it hasn't been easy. You know, at first I had to fight in order to in order to make them, you know, accept me. One of them, my stepdaughter, uh, my daughter Isabel, she she didn't take very long at all to take a liking to me. And so I, I vibed with her a lot more, especially because she's the second born and I'm the second born. So we had this like we had this connection vibe thing. But my son, my son, you know, he was a little older and I wasn't very well perceived by him at first. But I wasn't going to let that face me because, I mean, the love is always there. The love will always be there. And I think that's the, the role of as a father is, uh, you know, to, to try to want to be there for the children. And anyways, uh, as for my daughter, you know, I miss my daughter tremendously. But um, as she's much older than both of them. I just, you know what I mean? I th- I feel like she's kind of going her own way. I'm not going to lie. Uh, as a 14-year-old kid, I wouldn't be... I, I have a strong feeling that um, she might be, uh, you know, having some recreational activities. Because, you know what I mean? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So if her mother grew up one way, they're going to let her grow up the one way. I'll just tell you this. When she's with me, there is no alcohol. There is no drugs. There's there's none of that party shit. Like, you can be a teenager over there, but over here, this is family time. But uh, anyways, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I really don't give a fuck. At this point, everybody is the master of their own destination. Or I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyways, guys, let's <laughs> let's keep it fucking rolling. Let me slam a beer real quick. All right, what is this one? Say something about Facebook. I did. I said something already about uh, Facebook. See, there you go, guys. Facebook. Look, it didn't take long for me to figure out the marketing algorithm for like uh, and advertisements for for Facebook. I took uh, I took note of how Facebook became more of a playground for popularity. And clout chasers looking for attention or even a big fucking soapbox for people to stand on and cry to the to the fucking abyss 
Like we're supposed to give a fuck that you're having a bad day. Bitch, I'm not having a bad day. I'm having a great day. Why don't, I'm not trying to hear your shit. Swipe. <laughs> Keep on scrolling. But anyways, uh, you know, people want to whine, get a sympathetic pity party. Let's not forget the thirst traps. Now, I'm not going to lie. I like looking at some thirst traps every now and then. You know, I'm a motherfucking man. You know, I'll look at some booty cheeks and all that shit or some titties. Hey, if you want to show it, I'm going to look. All right. Uh, given the right circumstance, but fuck it. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and try to be like, Ooh, Hey girl, what's up? I'm not going to give a fuck. I'm just looking at what you put out there. Imagine that. Like you, let's say you go to the mall and you got a bitch out there wearing lingerie, walking around the mall. Hey, you chose to have people look at you like that. It is what it is. <laughs> Anyways, but I will say that the Facebook seems to be addictive. You know, because you can sit there and connect with these people and their shit posting from a distance. Before, remember back in like high school and college days, you had to actually show up to the college and then link up from there. Here, we're all linked through the internet. So, you know, shit's changed. But yeah, people's mental states have definitely been affected by social media whether it's uh tiktok instagram facebook snapchat whatever um i i mean i 100 percent agree that people have been affected mostly negatively it got to the point where instagram was removing the amount of likes that you can see like if you look at somebody's picture of them just like a selfie and they had 7,000 likes or little heart things. Uh, they took that away. So now you can't tell how many people liked it. And uh, it got to that point where like people were really uh, concerned about the mental health of people. Because let's say I put a, a, a selfie out there. I don't like to make my Instagram very well known. I'll throw it out for you guys at Salvia the Mint. You know, but you'll see me, you'll see shit that I like to do. Maybe I'll be fishing. Maybe I'm grilling. Maybe I'm eating. Maybe I'm just simply having a good time. You know, I don't need somebody's validation. I just throw it out there so that people who listen and enjoy this show can put a face to the name. You know, uh, I haven't yet. I, I've been very debating, very debatable, whatever, getting a YouTube I understand that the numbers will skyrocket if I put this on YouTube, but uh, I just don't want my face out there yet. I just, you know, I w when I was in Pennsylvania, I, I got recognized by somebody. And at that time, I was just trying to get a coffee and, and get on with my day. Like, I did not want to have that conversation. I was It was me time. And I thought to myself... The moment I put my face out there here in Texas, what are the odds that more and more of that shit, you know, those things occur? But uh, we're looking into it. Um, I'm not going to say no to it just yet. I just want to, you know, for the right price, I will get the equipment. I'll say that. Right now, I want to focus on more interviews and uh, microphones and a mixer for those interviews. So fuck your comments, fuck your statements here. I'm going to go on my own little rant here. That's right. 
I took a break and I came back pissed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I took a pee break. Anyways, the restaurant hype. Everybody here in my town, my hometown, loves to flock over to the the new and upcoming restaurants and stuff. Um, right here in my hometown, there's a new seafood place. It's known as uh, Senor Crab. Now, the owners, this is what really was the red flag for me. The owners of that said restaurant are the owners of the, it's like they, they owed a Mexican food, mediocre Mexican food restaurant. It's called El Mexicano Grill. It's good if you just want a quick bite to eat, but don't expect stellar fucking food. Uh, <laughs> and... A lot of people in this town, you know, I don't feel like they can appreciate finer, fine dining and culinary experiences. You know, like the, the presentation of your dish, all of that stuff. You can find that in Dallas where, and of course other cities too, but you can find where, like, imagine how many times have you gone to a restaurant and when you had your food presented to you, a metal dome was taken off of your plate. First off, that's part of the culinary experience I'm talking about. And on top of that, look at the way that they designed your food. Look at the steam coming off. Look at the way that it was presented and placed for you. They didn't just slop some shit on a plate and say, here you go, seafood, or, you know. So uh, I, I do know that a lot of people in this town, they like to glorify, like, you know, some people will say, oh, pff, Little Caesars, best pizza ever. It's a five dollar like well now it's eight dollars because you know inflation and Biden. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I wonder if ice cream. Biden loves Rocky Road ice cream. He's just all like, hey man, what do you know about this shooting? What do you have to say about this shooting that happened? All I have to say about that, you guys, is man, come on, man, ice cream. <laughs> Anyways, um. So yeah, they'll say like people people claim that uh Cane's chicken strips are like totally worth 50 bucks a fucking meal. Hell no, that's bar food. Anyways, I'm serious. Uh I've seen community posts boasting about the, you know, cheap ass pizza chains and I just I bet the highest quality, the highest quality pasta that they've ever tasted was either frozen or 89 cents. You know, like just, ugh. It, it just, sorry, guys, I'm tipping my nose up. I, I am bougie when it comes to my food. I am bougie. I say what you want, but if I'm going to go and pay for something, I'm going to get the best. Think about drugs. If you're going to get some drugs, are you going to pay more for the best shit? Or are you going to just like, oh, you know what? I'll pay less. For shit, for bullshit, probably leave me with a headache, right? You know, that's how I am with my food. So, with that said, <laughs> uh, I think I hit too close to home. I, I, I can, you know what? I might not there, I might not be there right there with you, but I feel you. I feel the vibes coming off of your eardrums. You're not too light. I, I think I hit too close to home. Try it out. I I uh, I suggest everybody listening to this to try out a, an upscale dining place. Give them some business. Well, there we go. There we go. 
always an interruption. Always. We were so close to not having interruptions. There we are. Never fails. I think that's like the staple of this show. It's just, I remember so many of you laugh about it. So many of you say something that it's hilarious. Uh, I, I saw one of you ladies tell me that I I plan it and stage the interruptions, but I really don't. I really don't. I'm just like, I'm in the zone and I'm not focused on anything else. So phone's going on vibrate. Oh, what is this one? Dear Salvia. Oh, I'm your dear, huh? Well, hey, man, I'm a deer in your headlights, baby girl. Anyways, what are one of your pet peeves that you haven't spoken about? That's a tough one. What haven't I talked about? We're like over a hundred and something episodes in. What haven't I said that pisses me off? And, and I feel like you guys enjoy it because you hear what I say that pisses you off. Or wait, I completely butchered that. I'm always talking about pet peeves. But to give it a second, I took a break real quick and I really had to ponder what my answer to that could be. And I got it. People who talk in the fucking movie theater. Ah, my own kids do that shit. We went to go see Mario Brothers. You know, the Super Mario movie that came out, the new uh, animated one. Where you had Bowser, peaches, 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 peaches. You know. Um, oh, my kids were talking throughout the entire movie. It's like, look, we didn't pay for a commentary. We paid to watch this fucking movie. Anyways, um, people who talk in the movies. We went to, a, a while ago, we went to go see Cocaine Bear. And, or I say we tried to go see Cocaine Bear. Not the kids, just the wife and I. There were these two girls that just kept talking throughout the entire previews. And I thought to myself, all right, about 15 minutes, they'll shut the fuck up. Movie's going to start. Right? Not wrong. They kept fucking going. I mean, other people were trying to like, shh, like shush their fucking asses up. But these two broads just would not shut the fuck up. And it's like, what do we do now? You know? Uh, I I told my wife, let's go. She wasn't too thrilled about seeing the movies. So we walked over to the front and I said, hey, you got two people in there that just, after being repeatedly shushed, they don't want anything to, like, they just don't want to shut the hell up. I'm not, I didn't pay over 20-something bucks. To come in and, and listen to that bullshit. So I, I just, can I, let me just get my money and I'm going to go home. Right, I'll get it on Redbox. So they were just like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, man, I just give me my money. Let me get out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm steamed right now. And they gave us the money. They were like, that's fine. We'll refund it. Took a few days to get my money back on the card. And we got our money back. But you know what the cool thing is? We also got these little uh, certificate, these paper uh, certificates for a free film because none of the ushers or something wanted to come in there and do anything about it because then they'll be called racist. You know how it is. You know that now you know what I'm talking about. So anyways, <laughs> there's that. Um, 
Man, for lingerie ideas, uh, my wife suggested that a while back that I, uh, to accept like sexy lingerie pics. I, I think you guys remember that. I had to tell you guys to stop sending, you know, nudes and shit like that. But she gave me the green light to ask for like sexy lingerie pics that would give us some ideas of what we might go and buy, you know, for here at the home. And uh, I think that was like seven, seven, ten episodes ago. But I genuinely enjoyed seeing some of these, some of these uh, lingerie. I will tell you this. There is such thing as big and beautiful. Okay. There was a, a, a larger or heavier woman who was really rocking this outfit. I mean, the poses and shit. She was on one. Like. I got to hand it to you, sweetheart. You got it. Whatever pizzazz or whatever juice you got, you got it. Because I was like, man, she's pretty. But anyways, um, others, you know, I won't single anybody out here. But I uh, I could have been fine without seeing them. <laughs> so I could have done without seeing some of these people's lingerie. Uh, I mean, I I didn't want to see you nude, but, you know, the whole point was lingerie back then. So I opened those emails up and saw those attachments, and they're just, some of them sent chills down my spine. I was like, Ooh. you know, I had, uh, I had to be real careful with my actions at that point because before I could reply, my wife walks in, and she was like, what the fuck is that? Who's that bitch? And uh, then she's just all like, she doesn't even have any lingerie on. It's like, what, are you going to say something back to her? And I, ha I had the reply box open. Yeah, and I had to be smooth with it. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, uh, I want to ask for them not to send me that anymore. <laughs> you know. How many of you guys like uh, flying on a plane? All right. So if you've ever been on an airplane, have you ever experienced turbulence? I have a theory, all right? I have a theory about that turbulence. Whenever you start seeing turbulence, are you experiencing that on the plane? Look to see if anybody's in the restrooms, all right? Because I'll give you my experience. But first, look at the turbulence, check the restrooms. Because... We had some turbulence happen. As soon as the dude comes, like, it, it stops right before the dude comes out of the restroom. Yep, and that goes for the ladies, too. It just depends on the direction of the turbulence here. I went into the restroom, and I was like, man, we're, like, miles above the ground. I'm going to kill some of this anxiety, right? I'm going to rub it out. Had me a little lotion bottle, a little travel size. My jerkins for the jerkins. And I bust one out while I was up in the, uh, up in the sky. <laughs> now, the whole time that I was sitting there trying to get it, the, the plane was like jumping up and down, up and down, almost like it was on a spring. Now, there were times where I saw a lady, right before the lady came out, turbulence stopped. This shit was shaking left and right. Yeah. 
You never know if the leggies are in there flicking the bean, it might go left and right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if it's bouncing up and down, you know it's the men causing it. But I always wondered if, like, masturbation up in the sky was the reason for the turbulence. <laughs> it's just a theory, guys. So, yeah, man. I really hope that I satisfied some of the complainers who uh, like to claim that there's not enough psychedelic content on this show. I mean, I got a trip report for you guys, some experiences. You can't ever be satisfied. I can't, I can't satisfy everyone, but I do my best. You know, there's, uh, if there's not enough comedy, there's not enough psychs. I believe that, uh, honestly, I've, I personally believe that psychedelics help with your mental health by treating depression, treating PTSD, and more with just even with the recreational use of of today rising up, more research is coming to the light. And so, yeah. Oh, fuck. I didn't tell you guys about the fight that I saw at this, but I'm not going to put the restaurant out there because they were just like, please don't put this on social media. We We need as much business as possible. So I was like, bet. Because I was trying to record it. But I got the end of it. The tail end of the whole deal. So check this out. We went to this uh, We went to this restaurant. And I won't put the name out there. But I would just say it rhymes with Phillies. And I saw this dude complaining about his food. You know, he was there with a date. As was I. With my wife. And uh, I had to throw that out there. Don't think I'll be cheating. Anyways, um. He complained and claimed that he had spit in his food. Now, FYI, I saw it, and it was 100% spit in his food. Like, they didn't even try to mix it up or hide it at all. This dude asked my opinion. He goes, hey, what do you think about this? Like, does that look like spit? And he puts the like the plate all up in my face, and I was like, I want to say no, but dude, that's spit. Uh, now mind you, he was one of those, uh, a male Karen. I don't know what you call those nowadays. Coral. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was like, yeah, dude, like, I can't, I hate to say it, but that is spit. And now I'm like, I got to check our food now. Our food was fine. But I'm just going to say this right now. The rumors that all black dudes can fight. And win those fights are not true. Because this white dude, I'm talking about he looks like a total Ken doll. He had the the short shorts that like above the knee. Um, fairy sperries. He likes those sperry shoes, the little boat shoes. Ankle socks to go with those or unless he wasn't wearing socks at all. And a collared shirt with the, you know, like a little pink. Uh, it was pink and striped, so but it, I didn't see a polo logo or nothing, but you get what I'm saying. It was like a solid color. Dude, I, I just, I shit you not, man. <laughs> this dude confronts the kitchen guy. He's standing right there at the entrance to the kitchen and just saying, who the fuck spit on my food? And he points at this black dude. Because the black dude's over there cooking this shit up. Now, on our food, he did a great job. I'll, I'll give it to him. Hats off to you, my man. But 
he some reason for some reason didn't like that this dude sent some food back so he got it back with with spit in it and this dude throws the plate at the fucking cook and so they start going at it now normally you're starting to think you know I would start thinking this dude's going to get his ass whooped no he beat the fuck out of this dude. And then they called the cops. And I was like, holy shit. What is it with us going out to eat and dealing with this crazy nonsense? Like, anybody else could have witnessed that shit. Like, this is world star moment. But <laughs> that shit was crazy. Hey, look, I, I don't think it's good to sell these guys $45 eighths anymore, okay? I think they're catching on. <laughs> but anyways, guys. Other than that, let's move the fuck on. Um, I know I've mentioned on the other post before other episodes that my, my son got into gardening. Now, he's trying to start things from seed or he'll take like a, um, not a succulent, but you know what I mean? Like a, a clone or some kind of like, you know where you rip, I don't know the term of it, but let's say you rip off a stem from a plant and keep it in water and shit and let the roots grow from that. He's been doing that and his is more successful than mine. I learned that I was overwatering my seeds and so I had absolutely no luck with them at all. A whole package of jalapeno seeds, nothing. Onions, nothing. So I, I went to this nursery uh, nearby called like Texscape. Something like that. There was a very kind lady named Kim. She walked me through a lot of shit. She told me a bunch of shit. So now I got some tips and tricks on how to how to grow shit. So I realized that growing onions is something that's going to need to happen like December and January. So I'm way off on that scale. So I went ahead and bought a little plant. A jalapeno plant. And so I have it right here next to me so that way it can, you know, I've heard and read online that if you talk to your plants, uh, you know, talk to your plants, water them, their vibes or some kind of energy will transfer and help them to fruit better. As soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to play some guitar with the plant so it can hear me jam. I mean, this is, we're going all in, you know. Uh, I'm going to treat this, this plant like my baby. And whenever I finally get, you know, the jalapenos to grow, I'm going to pick them and I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to be like castaway. Like I grew this jalapeno, you know, and then I'm going to burn the shit out of my tongue, probably rub my eyes. And now I have red eyes. <laughs> but anyways, that's all that's going on for me, man. I'm so sorry about the wait. We just, you know, everybody's got shit going on. And I did not want to come onto this show with a bad attitude. So this is where we are. Again, guys, I thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for su uh, supporting the show. Oh, and before I go, um, we've also, uh, I'm, I'm starting a Patreon that's right. So that way I can move from ramen noodles to maybe uh, chicken breast or pork chops. I want to start putting half of these episodes here for you for free. And then the other half on Patreon. So that way, you know, if you guys 
love me as much as you say you do, that maybe I can start making a little bit of change, right? I need some lunch money, guys. These ramen noodles are getting old. Like, I've, I've tried to put other sauces in it. I put my other uh, soy sauce. I went from that to, uh, what's that Panda Express sauce that they sell at the store? Uh, teriyaki or Mandarin? I've done it all, right? Speaking of, I'm going to put you on to some chicken wings. Uh, if you guys make, if you buy a bag of naked chicken wings, cook them in your air fryer and get some of that Panda Express sauce, it doesn't matter which one you get. In fact, get all three or some shit. Each one of those is going to be fucking good on chicken wings. I'm, I, I, Hey, find out for yourself. Don't say that I didn't put you on. Um, anyways, guys, thank you so much for your support today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you guys next time, and I guarantee it won't be that long. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Jam with me, my boy. Old school beat. Y'all remember this one? Hey, hey. This is the outro. You can cut it off or keep jamming with me. Especially the lingerie ladies. Uh, I never gave you credit for that. Thank you guys so much for everything you guys do. You know, I I love you guys from all the way around the world here in Texas. We love you. <laughs>